This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. Last Sunday, we began to speak on a lesson entitled, You've Been Framed. And I'm going to continue on that thought today. You've been framed. Framed has reference to pointing all the evidence to make someone appear as the perpetrator to a crime that they didn't even commit. You've been framed. Frame. Now, let me take a side journey right here. I didn't say that you were, that you haven't done anything. We all have done something for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But the enemy has tried to frame us, put us in a frame, put us in a box and force us to conform to the world's way of doing it. But the scripture tells us in Galatians chapter five and verse 16, this I say, then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Well, for years and years and years, we've heard it this way. If I don't fulfill the lust of the flesh, then I can walk in the spirit. But we've thought about it the the wrong way. The more I walk in the character of Christ, empowered by the person of the Holy Spirit, the more I outgrow things that I used to do. I don't want to do those things. The places I I don't want to go those places. The the words I I don't want to use. I don't want to talk. That is no longer me. You're supposed to grow. Grow in Christ and outgrow things that clipped you up before. We talked about Johnny Cochran back in the early 90s. He had a, a saying in the, in the trial of the century, if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Well, fit means no longer suitable, not becoming, not proper, not apt, not right, not appropriate, incorrect. So certain things are not even appropriate in your life anymore because that's not who you were. That's not who you are. That's who you were. That's not who you are. Are. And because we've received Jesus as the Lord of our life, we've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He has given us an empowerment to overcome. Therefore, the things that would have bound me and had me shackled to sin and caused me to live a non-productive life, those things can no longer hold me. We sang it today, no longer bound. I'm free. Praise the Lord, I'm free. Therefore, I have been acquitted, discharged from fault and from failure. I've been exonerated. I've been declared not guilty. I've been declared free. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. First John chapter 4 and verse 4 in the New King James Version says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. We've been talking about the Holy Trinity, the power that comes from the Father God for us, God with you and God in you, God for you, God with you and God in you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We have everything that we need to live an overcoming 
and a successful life. The Holy Spirit comes to continue the work of Jesus Christ. The work of Jesus Christ didn't stop at his death, burial, and resurrection. It continued by means of the person of the Holy Spirit. So I encourage you, if you're not already filled, get filled with the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. Being filled with the Holy Spirit will, will cause you not to poop out prematurely will cause you not to poop out prematurely I don't know about you it just seemed like my vehicle weren't better on full <laughs> it might just be in my mind but it seemed like my vehicle run better when it's on full and I don't know if it's the vehicle that runs better or I got more confident because my tank is on full and the more that I keep it if I if I keep gassing it up before it goes empty then I don't have to worry about running out the only time I get worried is when that gas hand is down in the red and the gas light comes on I don't have as much confidence and understand and seem like my vehicle just does not run as well so I want to encourage you to get filled and have regular refillings we get filled and may have a good time in church and then we allow that to poop out all throughout the week it is your responsibility to stay on full when you stay on full by means of the person of the holy spirit you have confidence you have assurance and if you're like me i feel like i could go anywhere i just be driving driving good when my vehicle is on full but when i see it getting down then i've got to stop and calculate exactly how far i could go and how much and i i don't have as much confidence so the Holy, the person of the Holy Spirit comes to, to empower us with that dunamis power while we're waiting for the full manifestation, for, for completing our full potential in Christ. But I can keep progressively walking in the Spirit. I can grow in the Spirit. And as I'm walking in the Spirit, I just outgrow stuff that I used to do. We all have been immature Christians. But we've come so far in this year alone with the level of words we should not be having on a pamper at this point in time. We need to be up and running and walking and progressing and growing. The scripture tells us the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Galatians 5 and 22 and 23. But the fruit of the spirit, you need to understand, is not weak fruit. This is strong fruit. The earlier part of that particular chapter talks about the work, the works of the flesh with the S on it. And then in the latter part, it talks about the fruit of the spirit. The works is all discombobulated. It is all divisive. But the fruit, it didn't say the fruits. It says the fruit because there's a oneness that comes when I walk in the character of Christ. Then I become a joint heir with Christ. So everything that Jesus Christ was entitled to, he left an inheritance for me and empowered me with the Holy Spirit so that I get every single solitary thing that he left for me. John chapter 15, verse 18 in the New King James Version says, By this my Father God is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be 
my disciples. He wants us to be his disciples. He wants us to be his disciplined ones. The disciples are disciplined ones. They were learners. They were the ones that were on a job learning and they were doing and they were confident to try to do everything that they saw Jesus do because they were those kind of learners. They weren't just sitting back and say, oh, yay, look at Jesus. They thought that they could do whatever they saw their spiritual father do. That's why when Jesus came out there walking on the water, Peter asked the question. He said, now, it looked like a ghost. But if it's you, Jesus, tell me to get out of this boat and walk on the water. Why did he have that kind of boldness and that kind of confidence? Because whatever I see my father do, that is the same thing. I have an empowerment to do. And what I love about Jesus, he hits one word. He said, come. He didn't say, Peter, you come. He said, come, which leads me to believe that anybody that was adhered to his spirit, anybody that had the confidence that not only was he a promise giver, but a promise keeper, they all could have got out of the boat and all of them could have been walking on the waters. He says, when you bear much fruit, God gets the glory. Then you're my disciples. When we walk in the fruit of the spirit, it's not for people to say how spiritual we are and how wonderful and how grand we are. The fruit of the spirit in demonstration in our lives gives all the glory, all the honor and all the praise to God. When you look and you see different areas in our lives that we have overcome, have you ever seen somebody, they got saved and they changed their life around? You're like, okay, I know that's God. That gives glory to God. And even when you look back at your own life, your own proclivities, your own frailties, your own propensities, and you see how far you've come, pants halfway up your legs because you outgrow it, you'll be like, glory to God. God did that because when I tried to do it on my own, I kept failing. But when I began to walk in the spirit, I did not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Or let me put it to you this way. When I walk in the spirit, I'm growing in Christ so that even at those moments when I'm under extreme pressure, I have the ability to make a right decision. It didn't say that you would never have fleshly tendencies, but now I have the capability to make a right decision when the heat is on instead of caving in every time. It says much fruit. Much fruit has reference to substantial heaps, loads, abundant, endless, extravagant, a whole bunch of lots and lots, plenty of fruit when I walk in the When I walk in the Holy Spirit, I'm walking in the character of Christ. I'm walking in the Holy Spirit. That means I'm listening to the word and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Not only am I listening to the word, I begin to speak the word. I begin to align my mouth and my verbiage and my vocabulary in alignment with the will and the word of the Lord. So the way that I used to talk, I discipline my mouth. I enforce obedience on my mouth that I don't say the stuff that I used to say. I don't know about y'all. I used to talk. I used to speak the poor mouth. Ooh, child, I stay broke. I stay sick. I'm this and that and other. I don't have nothing. Just saying defeated stuff. I used to always call myself fat. Ooh, with my big old butt. I would say different things and did whoop, I'm here I am, because my words have power, and my words cannot return to me void, so I had to discipline my mouth so that I could say what I want, not say what I see or say what I feel. 
Come on, does that make sense? You've been framed. You've been framed by the, by the, by the world, and you think it's okay to say stuff that's not in alignment with the Word of God, even when you're joking. Let me give it to you this way. The Holy Spirit don't have a sense of humor and it's not funny. The angels are not laughing. The angels that are on assignment to carry out, to be dispatched in the supernatural realm, while you're trying to be funny, they're not laughing at all. They're frustrated because they cannot go forth to bring God's riches and choices, blessing in your life because you're trying to be funny. Stop trying to be funny and be in faith. Now faith is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things not seen. I don't have to see it to speak it. It doesn't even have to be in my natural view as long as it's in my spiritual view. Come on, and you keep saying it over and over and over, and when you say it, people don't always like when you say it. But it's a whole lot of things that they don't like. But we don't have to bow down to it. We keep on fighting the good fight of faith, and we keep walking in the spirit. Then we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. The, the flesh desires for you to speak stuff that's, that's not in alignment with the word of God. One day I had my sunglasses on the top of my head, and the sun was out, and I was just squinting. I was squinting trying to see. And I was like, oh, here go my sunglasses. I'm out here going blind on my sunglasses on my head, just being funny. I was like... In the name of Jesus, no, I'm not going blind. I can see good 2020 vision because me trying to be funny, my body will align with what I tell it. What I speak over it, what I say, my body has no choice but to line up to it. Am I making faith to anybody? When I walk in the spirit, I don't even think that's funny. It's not funny. It's not funny to call yourself stupid. I'm so dumb. I'm this. I'm that. I'm fat. I'm ugly. Ain't nobody going. It's that's not. No. Stop sin and walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the flesh's desire for you to speak negativity over your life, over your children, over your spouse, over the old, what they call the old ball and chain. You're really looking at your wife as a ball and chain. It's not funny. So stop sin and walk in the spirit and then you don't say things that you don't want to be manifested in your life. Because the Holy Spirit leads us back to God to know God better and to believe in God more completely. Listen to me. God desires for you to trust him. When you trust God, you're not going to speak negativity over his child over his property over his masterpiece you're his masterpiece you're his creation would you allow anybody to speak negative over your child and talk about how dumb your child is and how ugly you are you would you would set it completely off well when you speak that way about yourself or about your husband or about your child that's offensive to God and God wants you to understand he doesn't like that it's not funny and stop doing it now the Holy Spirit gives you the dunamis power to trust him so that you don't say it stop talking about my medicine and my medicine and my asthma and my this and my diabetes and my it's not yours but as long as you keep saying that it is yours it does not have to leave because you have claimed it as your own property so stop seeing, this is what I said one day, I had gone to the doctor and they had gave me so many different pre prescriptions and I was sitting at the table and I looked at all of that, all of that medication on the table and I t got tears in my eyes. I said, this is not God's perfect will for my life, but I take them people medicine to alleviate, alleviate symptoms. That's them people medicine. 
I'm not claiming it. If I say my medicine, then I got to live on it. That ain't my medicine. And today, I don't take none of it. Not any of it. Because I never claim my medicine. That's not, that's the people medicine. But I do what I need to do to alleviate symptoms while I wait for full manifestation. The Holy Spirit reveals his way in the presence of God and his, his mesmerizing, captivating presence, his holy of holies. The Holy Spirit helps us to wait in quiet trust of God. So while I'm waiting and while I'm trusting, if I cannot align my words, I can praise the Lord. I just don't, do not speak negative over your life. Do not speak, never listen to me, even under your breath, say anything that you do not claim as yours. You might know it's the, the winter months and it's cold. You, you, you might feel pain in your arms and your limbs and your appendages. Don't be talking about my arthritis. It's not yours. It doesn't belong to you, but it doesn't have to go as long as you claim it. The Holy Spirit is a great heavenly supernatural gift from God. God's own spirit adhered to his own children's spirit so that they can look like him and so that they can act like him. Holy Spirit is the agent of change. Listen to me. The Holy Spirit will rewrite your resume. Like Gabe said, you won't even remember it except by means of testimony. The Holy Spirit roots our lives, anchors our lives in love, joy, and the power and courage to overcome. The Holy Spirit helps us to comprehend the Word of God and extract the principles off the pages and incorporate them in our lives. The Bible is not a book of do's and don'ts, but a book of principles, and I can take the principles out of the Word of God and and, uh, and, put, and put them and put them into my for real, for real life. It comes by means of illumination. I love this quote by Gabby Ellis. She says, the Holy Spirit gives power to reject sin, overcome sin, and transform, transform sin into a testimony. The Holy Spirit gives you the power to reject sin. Didn't mean sin ain't going to come knocking at your door. It's going to come knocking. Reject. Just like you do those phone calls when somebody calls that you don't want to talk to. Delete, delete. De de do the same thing when they come knocking at your door. And the Holy Spirit will give you the overcoming power to transform the thing that used to clip you up and mess you up and now make it into a testimony. That was an amazing quote. I, I, I love it, love it, love it, because that is the truth of the Word of God. I'm going to go to Galatians chapter 5, but I want to go to Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 first, because I'm still talking about you've been framed. You've been framed. A frame is a border. You know what a picture frame is. You put everything within the frame. We, we were taught, we were trained as children to color inside the line, to don't go outside of the border. So the, the enemy wants to lock your mind into the border of, I can't overcome, I can't do no better. You all know what I've been through. The enemy has framed your mind thinking that you can't do better. But as you walk in the spirit progressively, gradually, you will outgrow the things that used to clip you 
up. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 in the Passion Translation says, Beloved friends, what, uh, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? Remember, mercy covered everything in your past. It's already taken care of. The mercy of God covered it. To surrender yourselves to God, to be his sacred, living sacrifice, and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Stop in, uh, imitating the ideals and the opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through the total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his sight. Joel chapter 28, uh, chapter verses 28 and 29 in the message translation read this way. I will pour out my spirit on every kind of people. Your sons will prophesy, your also your daughters, your old men will dream and your young men will see visions. And I'll even pour out my spirit on servants, men and women both. The Holy Spirit wants to give you visions and dreams and insight and illumination and, and unctions. He wants you to visit the canvas of your imagination as often as possible. Here's the revelation. Ding, 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 ding. Your flesh does not know the difference between fact and fiction. Listen to me. That's why when you look, I looked at a, um, a video today and it was a little boy's brother that came from the military and it surprised him. And the little boy was just crying. I'm just crying. I'm just emotional. I don't know those people. Have you ever seen a Hallmark movie? You sit there and you listen to all, you're wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in the emotions. It's not true. You know it's not true because you saw that actor on another show and on, the, on this one. That's not even their real life. They're acting. But your flesh does not understand fact from fiction. Have you ever been in a dream? And in a dream, maybe somebody was chasing you or something like that, and you wake up. <sighs> Why are you breathing hard? You've been laying in the bed asleep all night long. Why are you breathing hard? You weren't running. But your flesh didn't realize you were not running because your imagination is what it adheres to. So visit the canvas of your imagination with your faith as often as you need to so that you walk in the spirit and you will not, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You practice. Stop waiting for somebody to put a thing, an anchor around your neck and make you do it. You practice. You practice seeing yourself at the next level. Stop looking back. You already know what's back there. You've been through it. So if you've been through, it's your been through. So you don't have to look back. But what you do, need to do is look forward. Keep looking forward and envision yourself. Reframe your mind. Put a new frame on it. The frame that you had before was a broke down raggedy frame. Stop piecemealing a broke-down, raggedy frame and get you a brand-new frame. And this frame does not have any borders on it at all. Come on. If you can think it, if you can conceive it, if you can believe it, you can attain it. Acts chapter 10, verse 44. The Bible says that Peter was talking while he was testifying. It says, while he was still speaking, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard. 
That's boldness right there to share your story, to share your testimony. Listen to me. You don't have to be deep and wonderful. You don't have to know the Hebrew and the Hebrew. All you need to do is tell your story, how the Lord brought you out of darkness into this marvelous life, how he changed the way that I used to think. The way that I used to think was stinking, thinking, but he has reframed my mind. The Holy Spirit helped to reframe my mind so I'm no longer bound to my thoughts. I'm no longer bound to inferiority. I'm no longer bound to people's opinion of me, whether they like you, whether they, I'm no longer bound to that. For whom the Son, hallelujah, set free is free indeed. I'm going to talk about um, uh, um, Galatians chapter 5 because I want to walk through where it says, if you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh, walk in the spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. And it talks about all of the things, all of the work of the flesh. And I just want to run that list down. I don't have time to do it tonight, so I have to come back and give it to you next time. But it talks about all of the things, all of the works of the flesh. But get a revelation that the fruit of the union, the, the common union of the fruit overtakes, empowers, leaves all of the work of the flesh void and impotent in your life. Come on and get a revelation. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are the things that gives God glory, gives God honor, gives God praise. He gets the glory, but we get the benefit of it in our life. Let's get a revelation right here. When I walk in the Spirit, I'm not trying to be grand in front of people. I'm walking out of my old self and into my new self. When I'm walking out of my old self into my new self, there's a transition period. And oftentimes the transition isn't easy and it doesn't feel good. But I have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. I've got to stay in the process. I'm not what I used to be. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm not what I'm going to be. Hey, thank you, Jesus. I'm simply in the process. And the Holy Spirit helps me in the process. Romans chapter 12 again talks about be not conformed. Get out of the frame of the world. You've been framed. You've been framed by the world to think a certain way. The world crams stuff down our throat to make us believe that this is the truth. His truth and her truth and their truth. None of it's the truth because there is only one truth. You will know the truth and the truth will make you free. So don't be framed by the world, but be reframed or be transformed. Be ye transformed. You be transformed by the renewing or the reframing of your mind. Transform means to dramatically and divinely be changed in form from one form to another form. I'm no longer in this frame. I changed to a frame without borders. I'm metamorphosized. So I can't never go back. I never go back. That's not me anymore and it will never be me again. I get transformed by an empowerment from the person of the Holy Spirit in my mind. What kind of frame of mind do you have? Frame of mind. There's the hint right there. What has your mind framed? You've been framed. And based upon the frame of mind, that dictates your actions and it dictates your 
behavior. But when you reframe your mind, you get shaped into the character of Christ by means of the person of the Holy Spirit. You walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh, but you will demonstrate love, joy, peace. P love, joy, peace, that's one, one category that has reference to your attitude and your disposition. Remember, faith does not require any sense realm evidence at all. So regardless of what you're facing, you still walk in love, joy, and peace. It's the attitude. It's the disposition. It comes from a knowing. The second category is long-suffering, kindness, and goodness. This has reference to how I interact with people because it's not fruits of the spirit. It's fruit. It's a oneness. This is how I engage with other people. Then the third category is faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are Christian principles of conduct. Am I making faith? I'm closing right here. I just borrowed a few minutes. Let me call. Let me tie it up right here. I'm tying up right here, and we're going to get out of here. When we look at Peter, remember, he got out of the whole boat and began to walk on the water. We look at the life of the disciples and the apostles because they became notable Bible leaders and they were examples. Listen to me. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, with the Bible evidence of speaking in other tongues because they believed steadfastly that God would fulfill everything he promised. Come on. They were in the, the same mix with Judas. Judas was there right there with them. So don't get mad at me. Are you a disciple or are you on Judas' team? They got all the same stuff. And remember, Jesus broke the bread and the fish and he gave it to the disciples. Ju Judas was included in that mix. He out there feeding 5,000 with two fish and five loaves of bread, but he wouldn't believe for the fulfillment of God's promise. He got offended. He saw that lady break up that bo alabaster bottle in the fragrant oil and she was washing Jesus' feet with her hair and Judas got mad and said, we could have we saw that. And gave to the poor, and Jesus rebuked him. He said, you weren't thinking about no poor people. You were thinking about trying to get your cut out of it because you hold the money bag, and you've been stealing out of the money bag. Right then, the Bible says, Judas went straightway to betray his Lord. He was acting like he was a disciple. He was acting like he was a follower. He was acting like he was a giver. He was acting like he was putting on a show. He was putting on a mask so people could think that he was one of the rest of them. But he was not cut from the same cloth. Get a revelation. Who are you? Come on, come on, come on. The Holy Spirit gives us an empowerment not to pretend and not to perpetrate, not to act like we're deep and wonderful, but to genuinely Walk in the spirit so that we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Woo, y'all got quiet on that one right there. Today, the Holy Spirit gives you an empowerment to be bold and courageous, effective and impactful. You'll be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea. You'll be witnesses. You'll be a testimonial unto God in wherever your sphere of influence is. How do we sustain that? We got to exercise our prayer language. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, it is a reminder 
of who you are. It is a reminder that I don't have to live that past life. That's no longer me anymore. Remember, Paul said it. He said, I harmed no man. He said it with just as much boldness as he could say it with. I've harmed nobody. Huh? Weren't you a whole unsub killing the Christians? But what he was saying, that is not even me anymore. I've been acquitted. Come on. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, it's not just to have good church. It's not to sound spooky spiritual to other people. It is to build yourself up on your most holy faith. Jude verse 20 says, but you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourself in the love or the character of God. Verses 24 and 25 say, now unto him who is able. To keep you from stumbling. He'll keep you from stumbling if you keep hold of his hand. But if you keep letting go out of attitude and offense and this, that, and the other, he, you stumbled on your own. Have you ever had a little kid in the store, you and they pulling down and pulling away from you? Well, you're going to fall or anything. Let me hold your hand. But when you pull away, then you got to be left to yourself. I'm going to make faith. It says, now unto him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. That's what grace does. Grace covers your now and grace covers your forever. So you've been endowed. Woo! You've been endowed with inherent strength that comes from the person of the Holy Spirit endowed with the power. Therefore, this is your year of illumination. This is your year of revelation. This is your year of manifestation. This is your year of life defined with meticulous detail. This is your year of life up. Oh, good God Almighty, unmistakably true for you. This is your year of grace. This is your year of favor. This is your year of completion. This is your year of newness. This is your year of an upgrade. Oh, hallelujah. This is your year of abundance. This is your year of expansion. This is your year of faithfulness or fruitfulness. This is your year of prophetic fulfillment. This is your year of divine relationships. This is your year of divine marriages. This is your year of walking in the fruit of the Spirit. This is your year of flowing in the gifts of the Spirit. This is your year of supernatural miracle manifestation. And listen to this. He will increase you more and more in 2024. At let me say it again. It's a promise. He will increase you more and more. Somebody say more and more. He will increase you. Now this time you said he, he will increase me. He will increase me. Say it like you have a revelation. More and more. More and more. More and more. In 2024, every head bow, every eye closed in prayer. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. 
Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church, we're a family.